Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I'm your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to SST on Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, and on YouTube. Here we are. Week 9 NFL picks. Pete, Pat, Mark. Pete, Boyle, Shen. PBS. Off our best week of the year, 11-4 and four combined. The first time this season that all three of us had winning weeks at the same time. So the vibes are high, and I'm hoping to keep it that way. The slate is interesting to say the least. At least I think so. So joining me as always, as they will throughout the Super Bowl, Pat Boyle, March and Lugan. Pat, what's up, guy? Pete, what's up, dude? Three and two, and it was three and zero to start, and I'm very disappointed that it wasn't five and zero because I was very confident in the Niners, and they ended up throwing the um, who did I throw in with the Niners? The Bengals. The Bengals, mm-hmm. which I wasn't 100 percent confident about, and. So he just took the, the Niners straight up. And then the other one was uh, taking the Giants with the Packers when I also mm-hmm. thought the Packers were going to cover straight up, and they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hey, but it's all right. Like you said, winning week, and now we got to keep it going. So let's do that. Correct. And Mark Shenlugan also joins us. After uh, a tumultuous week the week prior, Mark, what a bounce back, 4-1 and one for you last week. Yeah, you know, Pete, um, not surprising, really. I've been waiting for this. It's only been about eight weeks to, you know, turn a prof- profitable week. But – uh the only loss, uh, not surprising at all, was the New York Giants, who are absolute trash and showed the trash that they truly are finally when I take them this weekend, plus the seven and a half. Doesn't surprise me one bit. It is really the least surprising thing of the season. And when you made the pick, I, I wish I had the video prepared here right now, but when you made that pick, me and Pat both had visceral, you know, like out of body reactions i went back in my seat and threw my arms up i'm like he's betting the giants pat was like oh my god like it was actually hysterical that we knew soon as you bet the giants that they would go terribly wrong so at least they're on a bye this week at six and two so this might be the first week that you can actually be a real fan of the giants because you're not rooting against them to lose because they can't because they're not playing is that fair they'll find a way They'll find a way. Somebody will get hurt in practice, or or Tony will go uh, twelve for one forty and two touchdowns this week for Kansas City. That'll yeah. be a huge feather in the Giants' cap. But all right. Oh, also, let me recap myself here real quick. Four and one for me as well. And now on the year, I'm at eighteen and twenty two. Pat's at seventeen and twenty three. Mark Shanlugan fourteen and twenty six and climbing up. I'm saying last week my only L was the Raiders minus one, and boy was that a wrong pick. They lost. 24 to nothing got shut out. It was never close. What a disaster for the Raiders last week. But, you know, there you go. Panthers plus four. We talked about it on the Tuesday or Wednesday podcast. What a blessing of a win that was, especially since Mark and Pat both had Falcons money line, how we both, all three of us covered that. I don't know, but I felt good last week. I don't know if I feel good this week, but sometimes that's a good sign. So why don't we get into it? And based off our rules that we made up like one week ago, I guess, I don't know. Pat, you're going to go first because you had the lowest record in the most previous week at three and two, which is dang good. So congratulations on that. But yet you're still leading us off here today, Pat. What's your first pick? Before we get to Pat's first pick, let's talk about our friends first real quick. You know who it is. It's DraftKings Sportsbook. And NBA fans, the wait's over. Basketball's back. You tip the season off. Keep it going with us at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. We're always hearing about 
what's in it for new customers. What about everyone else? Well, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is the only place I'm going to bet on the NBA. You got Friday night Knicks going on. You got to get something going on there. They need a bounce back. They just got embarrassed against the Atlanta Hawks. I've been trying to hammer the Jalen Brunson assist numbers, Julius Randle rebound numbers. Those have been consistent so far this year. So Knicks money line, Jalen Brunson assist, Julius Randle rebounds, and you're stepping up a same-game parlay with some nice effect. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Uh, let's go back to See show notes my Dirty details. Birds in Atlanta. Let's go to the Falcons and let's do let's introduce the primed Patty Boyle same game teaser. I brought it out last week for the Dolphins. I absolutely loved it in that spot, getting the Dolphins through zero plus three and a half in the over. They not only win, they not only cover, the over hits by very comfortably by a touchdown, I believe. So I like this spot again here with the Falcons. Um, give me Atlanta plus seven and a half, and let's get the over down to 41 and a half. That's minus 105 against the Chargers. Um, you know, could I be kicking myself on Sunday? If the Falcons win this one 27-13, yeah, I could be. If they blow them out, if they cover and win. I mean, look, the Chargers offense, I'm expecting Herbert, no matter who's playing wide receiver, for him to show up and be able to throw the ball against this Atlanta secondary, an Atlanta defense that has struggled for the most part of this year. Uh, But then again, is Keenan Allen playing? Who knows? Mike Williams, he's out. He's going to be out for the next couple weeks. Is Joshua Palmer going to play? It looks like it. He had a concussion, but he practiced on Thursday. Uh, Eckler's a little banged up, but he seems like he's going to play. Um, but either way, I will rely on this Chargers offense to get some points here to at least hit like 17 points um, in this one or 20 points. So um, actually, well, if the Falcons lose by seven, I'm going to need the Chargers to score a lot more than that. But either way, even at the worst, the Chargers should hit their average, which is about 24. So, and then you take, and then you look at Atlanta. Um, all the reasons that I've picked them to cover in the past, all the reasons they've been very frisky this year is that they can run the ball. They can eat up clock. Uh, they're very good in the red zone. And I think even though as, as bad as they were last week against Carolina, they should have lost that game. They pulled it out. Right. And they were able to get, they were able to move the ball down the field when they needed to. And, uh, you know, they've pretty much alternated playing really, really good games with kind of mediocre games. And even in the mediocre ones outside of that Cincinnati blowout loss, you know, how many times have they been down two, three touchdowns early on in the year and they've come back. So they have the offense, even though it doesn't seem like it on paper, they get down early, they have the offense, they have the game plan to be able to stay within the game. So um, I just, you know, I love this spot again here, getting the Falcons up to seven and a half, getting the over down to 41 and a half. And uh, this should be a fun one. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about this pick is I'm super torn on this game in general. We talked about it on Tuesday because I want to kind of bet the Chargers here at at minus three. It feels like a winnable spot for them. But obviously, if this line was seven and a half, it would be a no-brainer to take the Falcons, right? Like, that's football. That's betting in a nutshell. You know, less than a touchdown makes the world of difference of how you feel about it because I don't trust the Chargers to cover seven and a half against anybody. But for some reason, I'm feeling like they could have one of those games where, oh, Herbert's an MVP uh, and doesn't matter who his receivers are. He can do it with anybody. They can have that type of game any week, but there's no reason to trust in their coaching staff 
and and their team and defense right now to expect it in any specific week, especially against a team like the Falcons who have been so competitive this year, right? They haven't been great. They've hardly been good, but they've been very competitive. So Patty Boyle special for your first pick. I love it. Mark, you want to rock? Oh, what do you got, Pat? Yeah, really quick too. I was just going to say the other thing to consider is the Chargers are coming off of a bye, but I feel like I don't think Brandon Staley's a good head coach. So I don't really trust him. Oh, Brandon Staley off a bye. This is like a great spot for the Chargers. They haven't really led you to believe that that is that they're that they're worth backing when it comes to a situation like that. So that's another reason why that I'm on Atlanta's side, at least in the teaser. Mark, you want it? You want to go second? You want me to go second? I don't really care. Pete, I'd love to go second, to be quite honest with you. Um, These cracked out picks real bad. Look, well, you know, we'll get to the cracked out picks. For now, we're going to keep it short and simple. Um, Two-leg money line parlay, Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets, pick number one. Um, And it's really just this simple. If the Jets can't win at home against New England, how are they going to win at home against the Buffalo Bills? Um, You know, if Brees Hall was still healthy – and whatnot, and not on the IR with the torn ACL. Maybe I give them a chance with their with their run game, but Zach Wilson's pathetic. We saw that again last week. The Jets are right up there with the Giants for biggest frauds in the NFL with the winning record. Um, pick number two, Green Bay Packers on the road at the Detroit Lions. Um, I know the Lions are home. They generally play, you know, better there, but the fact of the matter is they're also a one and six team and they just dumped TJ Hawkinson. Um Factor in that DeAndre Swift's a little banged up with Jamal Williams. Look, they'll probably play, both play, but they're not 100% healthy. I just think at some point the Packers have to win, and what a better time after the Lions get rid of one of their best, best, best pass catchers. Um, it's got to happen sooner or later. So, Bills money line, Packers money line, minus 125, pick number one. Nice. You said minus 125, right? Yeah, a little uh, on the juice there, minus 125. Yeah, that's that's fine. I was, I was just checking. I uh, I just didn't quite hear you. Um, I'm interested in both of those games, and I'm so interested in both of those games, Mark, that I will make my first pick now, and I'll go Green Bay Packers minus three and a half at the Detroit Lions. And I said this on the pod the other day. I'm betting this, and I'm closing my eyes, and I'm holding my nose, and I might not even watch the damn game. I don't. I don't know if I want to watch that game. It might be a disaster. I might feel so freaking stupid about betting this game after I do it. But here I am making it my first pick of the week. It's three and a half. Right now I'm seeing on pregame.com 66% of the tickets on the Green Bay Packers. Not an abnormal amount. In a normal year, right, even if the Packers were on a little bit of a downswing, if they're playing a Lions team that has actually underperformed, even though their record's probably about what it's supposed to be, the Packers are catching 85, 90% of bets. Now I know it's not a normal year. The Packers have been really bad. But the one thing that they did last week in the loss to the Buffalo Bills is commit to the run. You can say that that's because uh, Coach LaFleur didn't want the Bills to run up the score. You can say it's because he thought it was their only chance to not get embarrassed. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They found something and committed to something that worked against one of the best defenses in the NFL last week. And Aaron Jones looked good and A.J. Dillon looked good. And guess what? It led to some big plays for the passing offense as well. So I think right now, after facing the Buffalo Bills, you go to Detroit and you face one of the worst run defenses in the entire NFL. And then as Mark just mentioned, some of the injuries that the Lions are feeling uh, dealing with on offense, this is a spot where the Packers run the ball. I'm not even expecting them to win by like 21 and blow this team out. I think they're going to run the ball, control the clock, be solid on defense, and win this game handedly. I think it's going to be by 7 or 10 points or something in that in that range. But I just think 
there is a finally going to be a commitment to running the ball with Jones and Dylan, and they haven't done it enough. This is the perfect spot for them to do it. Normally, I'd say this is such a sucker bet where, you know, oh, you're going to take the Packers, most obvious pick of the week. Now with them losing so much, it's not obvious. And pregame.com is telling us right there, only 66% of the tickets on the Green Bay Packers. The public loves betting the Lions. It's not like this is some slam dunk uh, trap bet here. I think there's a chance where people are going to be fading the Packers because they're so disappointed. They've lost so much money over the last three or four weeks that this is their chance to turn it around and put together their most solid performance of the year. Packers minus three and a half at the Detroit Lions. That's my first pick. You're really loving that one. I hate it so much, Pat. Oh, you it's, hate it. Oh, yeah. The worst Maybe thing you're I've just, ever you're done. trying to convince yourself so much while you're saying it. It sounds convincing. Oh, yeah. The, the reasoning is fantastic. But I hate it so much. Big time hate. I mean, they've given you no reason to be confident. So I, you know, I totally understand that. But you, you would figure that with all the parody in the NFL, how teams look talk, dog shit one week and then great the next that. You know, sooner or later, you've got to think that Aaron Rodgers will get the <laughs> you know job done. You're right. And and guess what? The Lions haven't been very good. The Lions haven't been good. They haven't. And I guarantee you, if you listen to any picks podcast or you hear anybody give out their picks this weekend, the one, the most common word slash phrase you're going to hear from Lions betters this weekend is desperation spot, right? This is, oh, this is desperation. This is Dan Campbell desperation they, spot. been on desperation heard, mode all year, bro. Exactly. They've been desperation mode for two years. So Dan Campbell <laughs> might cry again after this game, but matter. Yeah, I, yeah, I like the pick. Um, I'm not taking it, but let's move on to my second pick. Uh, this is the Mark Shenlubian-esque money line parlay here. And I feel confident, most confident, these two teams, given the value, just straight up pick up the W this week. Let's go with the Bengals to win, and let's go with the Patriots to win. Uh, Both of them on the money line, that's minus 118. Uh, Some trends for you here uh, for the Bengals and Joe Burrow because everybody was off them the first three weeks. Then they got on them going into Monday night, or a lot of people at least it felt like, and then they get absolutely steamrolled by Jacoby Brissett and the Brownies on Halloween. Talk about a real nightmare, if you will, for them. Uh, but here's some trends for you. Joe Burrow, after a loss, he is 12-4 and four against the spread. That is the best in the NFL since he was drafted. Also, Burrow, when the offense scores less than 20 points the next week, they are 8-1 and one against the spread, and they average 31 points per game. So here you go. Soft spot with the Carolina Panthers. They've felt frisky the last two weeks. The huge upset win against Tampa Bay, and then how the, the fun game we had with Atlanta. Uh, they're still not a good team. Nothing from a week-to-week basis is going to change that. No matter how well Deonta Foreman runs the ball, he's going to have to get a ton of carries again this week with Chuba Hubbard being ruled out. Um, And again, just bounce back spot for Cincinnati. I don't care that Jamar Chase is out. Even if Jamar Chase played, they're probably not beating the Browns in that game because the offensive line got absolutely whitewashed. So I know Carolina, the one thing they kind of hang their head on is their pass rush. Again, I'm just expecting Burrow and the Bengals to bounce back here at home. Uh, I don't know if they're going to cover seven points is a lot for a team that feels like it's a coin flip on whether or not you can trust them, but just to win, I like it. And then the Patriots at home. uh, This is for me, just purely bill Belichick against a rookie QB. He is going to find a way. He's going to find a defensive game plan to shut down Sam Ellinger. And with Jonathan Taylor, obviously not a hundred percent, not sure if he's going to play, did not practice at Thursday. And I'm seeing an updated report here. He is not present for the start of Friday's practice. That's not good news. And even if he does play, I don't care. New England, uh, this is a great spot for them, in my opinion. Get above 500 with the win at home here, uh, coming off the impressive win against the Jets. 
and Indianapolis, whether it's been Ellinger, whether it's been Matt Ryan, the offense has been absolutely abysmal here. So really, really big fan of the Pats this weekend. And I, that spread is, is very strange because it's at five and a half and it feels like it should be either three and a half or it should just go all the way up to six. It's in that awkward in between. So, um, you know, I, I'd appreciate that it's at five and a half because that gives me the value to take that money line with the Bengals and get it minus 118. Okay. Um, I too am falling for the trap with this with this one. New England money line, leg one of this parlay. Um, look, two weeks ago they got slammed at home by the Chicago Bears. Um, but last week they came out and they smashed the Jets. However, there was a pick six that got called back via roughing the passer. So if that happens, I'll be honest with you, New England probably loses that game. And Mac Jones may maybe pulled for Bailey Zappi again if that happens in that game. Um, but I'm going to choose to ignore all that and go with the fact that, that, you know, they seem to be a little bit better last week. Jones played the full game, so maybe there's some stability there. Um, basically, it's just the fate of Indianapolis at, at this point. I don't trust Ellinger, a quarterback. Pat mentioned Jonathan Taylor is probably not going to play. Um, and just Indianapolis, just they look lifeless on offense. They have pretty much all year regardless of who plays QB. Um, so give me the Patriots leg one and then leg two. Give me Kirk Cousins at that. I think it's one o'clock. Heck, it might be four o'clock this week. I doubt it. I think it's one o'clock though. It's one. Um, he returns to Washington um, this week. I think it's for the first time since he left. I, that could very well be wrong because he's been gone for so many years. But look, I don't know. He's back in Washington this week. Um, I expect him to bring his A game. Commanders in complete dysfunction with news that Dan Snyder's probably going to sell the team now. Heineke doesn't inspire much confidence for me. Um, they slip by the uh, the Colts by a point last week on the road right at the end. So you're getting Minnesota plus three and a half. I'm teasing them up to plus three and a half in this one. That should be more than enough points. If they lose, it's probably only going to be by a field goal. So give me the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings. New England Patriots money line, Minnesota Vikings plus three and a half, plus 100, pick two. Kirk Cousins, one o'clock. Never lost? Undefeated? Unstoppable? Maybe. Who's Maybe. to say? Who's to say? If he lost, I never seen it at one o'clock. <laughs> he can lose this week and we're still good. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, love that. I'm going on to my next pick here and I'm going to go with a teaser, my first teaser of the week. And I love this one. Uh, actually, maybe I don't. I don't. I think that's my trend. That's my trend for this entire week. I hate all my picks, they're all disasters waiting to happen and that means i'm going five and oh or zero and five and i don't know i hate everything everything sucks that's how i feel anyways my take my bets I, I, <laughs> as i'm trying to convince people why i like these picks i preface it by saying i hate this so much all right here we go pick number two my first teaser of the week i'm going to jacksonville jaguars up to plus seven and a half from plus one and a half and the seattle seahawks from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half is that right? Maybe it's uh, minus two. Hold on. Two. So, sorry. Jaguars are going to be at plus seven and a half. The Seahawks are going to be at plus eight. That's my teaser. And here you go. The Jaguars and the Raiders are playing one another. Wow. What a disaster. Two teams that love to lose. That's right. Whatever happens, though, with two teams that love to lose is you might get a really fun, really stupid game that's going to be close and come down to the wire. I would be absolutely flabbergasted if this game does not come down to the final two minutes. And when that happens, seven and a half is a whole lot of points. I think both of these offenses can move the ball, even though the Raiders could not last week. I think the defenses uh, for both of them have a few good players who can make some big plays, but also have a lot of problems. So I think there's going to be some points in this, in this game. And I can almost guarantee you that it's going to be a close one. 
So no matter who I think is going to win, I lean towards the Jacksonville Jaguars just because I think they're a little bit more talented uh, across the board on both sides. So I'm going Jaguars plus seven and a half also with the teaser, obviously huge to get past the three and past the seven. If you bet on the Raiders side and tease it, you're going through zero and then getting to like five and a half. Like that doesn't feel very um, beneficial to use a teaser there. So I'm going Jaguars up to seven and a half with the Seahawks Cardinals game. I I didn't really want to bet this game straight up. I think in division in Arizona, I don't really love betting against Kyler Murray too often uh, because even with a disastrous coach to quarterback situation, he's good enough to just kind of put his team on the back, keep them in a game. They actually had a chance to, to win that game against Minnesota last week, or at least make it a little bit closer. They did not. So now you get the Seahawks who have been really a model of consistency here. They haven't been fantastic, but they've been very good. Their defense flies around. Geno Smith playing wonderful football and Kenneth Walker can run the hell out of it. You get them up to plus eight, man, feel really good. Again, this is the type of game that I could easily see being a three-point game uh, going into the final minute of the game, and it's going to come down to a field goal. It's going to come down to a last-minute touchdown to switch leads. So I think plus eight is absolutely perfect. This is a tailor-made teaser through the three, through the seven on teams I kind of lean towards betting anyway. So you get them at plus seven and a half and plus eight, and you're good to go. So that's my second pick of the week. Okay, I am going to be somewhat on the flip side of you here, Pete. I'm taking the Cardinals uh, minus two in this one. At least that is the last time I checked. That's what the spread was. Let me just double check here. Yeah, on it's, the it's minus two. I just yeah. checked it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so you just gave out your pick. So I should have just trusted what you said anyway. Uh, give me the Cardinals minus two. Um, I think this is a you know spot where everybody's on Seattle. Uh, I think earlier in the week, at least eighty percent. At least eighty percent of the tickets were on the Seahawks, right? They're like the Giants now. They're the feel-good team. They just steam well, didn't really steamroll the Giants. The score was not really indicative of how the game went, uh, but they win it by two touchdowns. And now I feel like everybody has still kind of has a sour taste in their mouth all this this entire season about how Arizona looks and the kind of team they are. I think this is a spot for them where they're at home. They obviously divisional opponent need to win the game. Cliff Kingsbury and this offense. This is a this is a good spot for them where I think they're going to roll. They're going to put up 35 plus points against the Seattle defense that like you said, it's kind of, they don't really do anything special. They kind of fly around. They give up a ton of yards, but they've kind of been bend. Don't break in the red zone. I think they're just, I think they're due to get blown out here. Um, hopefully not by more than eight. Maybe you mm-hmm. get, a, maybe you get a backdoor cover Pete on the eight and a half. Uh, but I just, I, I really like Arizona here and they've really given you no reason to think that they can be trusted. Um, you know, even in the games they've won this year, they haven't all felt that comfortable. But I think you get another week with DeAndre, with D-Hop back for Kyler Murray and this offense get going. James Conner's trending towards playing. Even if he doesn't, Seattle's defense, not very good. The secondary can be had. Um, I think this is a game where Hopkins goes easily for 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, one thing to look out for with Arizona, the offensive line, Rodney, Rodney Hudson, the all-pro center, out once again. You got a couple questionables with the tackle, DJ Humphreys, and uh, the guard, Max Garcia. Uh, but either way, you know, again, I'm just, uh, maybe this is more me being contrarian, me, maybe me trying to be a little bit more sharp. Uh, I think the Cardinals win this one. I think they win it very comfortably. So Arizona minus two. And real quick before you go, Mark. So this, uh, this line opened at three and a half, right? So that's exactly what you're saying, Pat, the money came flying in on the Cardinals. Now that it's at minus two, the, the money spread is much more, uh, even, right? So now I'm seeing on pregame.com here. 66% of the bets and 65% of the tick of the cash. So like 
no real money spread on the minus two, but this opened at minus three and a half. I actually just saw on pregame.com live as I'm saying this, it went down to minus one and a half. So maybe <laughs> on DraftKings, it hasn't changed yet, but you know, it, it's still trending in that direction here. So I agree with your assessment, Pat. And, and this year has been all about, you know, gambling, right? Gambling on a team that did good a week prior to, to kind of fall down the next week and a team that looked like crap the week prior to kind of show up next week. That's been the literal epitome of this football season, right? So you kind of have to take those educated guesses. You have to take those risks on teams that gave you no reason to feel good about them one week ago for them to show up. It's been happening all year. So that's why I think your bet is solid. But again, I think this is going to be a close one, not a blow. Yeah, I mean, logic would tell you, bet the Seahawks in this one. Um, right. Especially Kyler's lost three straight to Seattle. Kingsbury, we know him against the spread as a favorite. He's terrible, 9-15, and 15, especially in the division. Um, and they're not, they haven't, they've been terrible at home. Um, you know, outside of that Thursday night when a couple of weeks ago against New Orleans, they had lost what eight straight. So, uh, yeah, like I said, this is uh, for me a sharp play, or at least I'm trying to be sharp here, um, uh, considering that everybody else seems to be on Seattle. And the fact that this has now come below a field goal to two points, I'm going to treat this as a pick them. You know, if they win the game by one, so be it. But yeah, two points, I like it. I like the Cardinals. All right, pick three, very similar to Mr. Boyle's pick. Arizona Cardinals money line, uh, minus 125. Look, um, as of five minutes ago, I had Arizona Cardinals win with Kyler Murray to throw a touchdown, but that only made it minus 120. So why why uh, expose yourself to that risk when you can just take them to uh, to win the game, especially considering he threw zero touchdowns the first meeting? I mean, if I go and do that, Kyler will have three rushing touchdowns and he won't throw one. Um I think there's just a little bit of a revenge spot here. They lost up at Seattle a couple of weeks ago, 19 to nine. Um, so the defense has proven they can, you know, hold the explosive Seattle offense with Geno Smith to under 20. Um, I say that as a joke. Um, I just like the fact that they've been playing better since DeAndre Hopkins has come back, um, especially last week. They lost a tight game at Minnesota. I think if they bring that that level, especially off a loss against a division rival. Um, they should be able to squeak by this week. Um, for my sake and the divisional standings between us, hopefully they win by a point. Uh, but if it's by more than a point, I'm not going to be too angry. So Arizona Cardinals uh, money line, pick number three. Guess none of you thought that joke was funny. So we'll swing it over to you. I got to be honest. I didn't even hear your joke. I was trying to type <laughs> What if you want to say it again? I'll say for the sake laugh. of our standings here, hopefully they win by just a point. But ah, if they anything more than that, <laughs> it's it's all good. Well, I don't yeah, think Pat would think that's very funny. Yeah, my next pick is actually uh, Bill's money line minus seven fifty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just wait for these next two, Patrick. You just wait for these next two picks out of me. Mark guaranteed some crazy picks. I'm seeing some pretty standard picks right now, Mark. You're gonna have to turn it up if you want to consider these picks crazy. I'm just saying. All right, well, I'm going to move on to my my next pick here. I'm going to go with another teaser, my second teaser, my last teaser of the week. I'm going to incorporate the Buffalo Bills for a lot of the uh, reasons that you guys explained earlier. You know, this team's been a juggernaut. Can you imagine a world where, for some reason, the Jets defense you know shows up and makes Josh, Josh Allen's life a little bit difficult? Sure, but with the teaser here, you get them from minus 11 down to um, – down to minus five. So you get underneath the seven. You just need them to win by a touchdown. And then you take the Bengals who are perfectly set up at minus seven and a half to drop them down to minus one and a half. I really wanted to bet the Panthers this week. I really did. But like Pat explained, you know, you have that 
dramatic uh, game last week against the Falcons where they play into overtime. They really come back so strong and and kind of had no reason to to win that game, right? It's a Hail Mary uh, attempt that actually worked out. You don't expect that to happen very often. And, and the Bengals defense, they got kind of embarrassed last week, right? And you kind of like to bet on teams that were embarrassed a week ago to show up a little bit stronger this week. So you'd get them down to minus one and a half. And, and I'm not really as worried about the Jamar Chase thing as, uh, as other people are, especially against a team like the Panthers. So I, I'm pretty comfortable here. I think most importantly, though, the Bills defense continues to show up and just shut down the Jets offense, which has been really bad, really bad under Zach Wilson. They were really struggling, and there's no real path for them to figure it out and all of a sudden put together some crazy performance. So you get the Bills down to um, to minus five and the Bengals down to minus one and a half. Just got a bet on Lou Anarumo. Shout out to Staten Island guy, Lou Anarumo, defensive coordinator for the Bengals, who had probably the worst game of their past two seasons perhaps defensively last week you gotta gotta look for them to bounce it back so you get that minus one and a half and bills minus five that's my second pick that would be your third pick that's my third pick (laughs) (laughs) um okay for this uh that's my fourth pick here i told you pete i prefaced it earlier in the week that i was going to be on the tennessee titans and i am not backing down from that sentiment here and this is something too where i was you know, again, I'm saying, all right, maybe should I get Tennessee up to 14 and a half and play with the over-under? You know what? God forbid, no matter who's playing quarterback, and they show up and they put up 24 to 27 points in this one, I'll be cooked. And they could they could lose by a field goal, and I'll be destroyed because I decided to take a same-game parlay. I'm taking Tennessee straight up plus 12 and a half here. Uh, I said earlier in the year, Remember, I was on the about as wrong of a side as you could be on when I said I thought they were not only going to cover against the Bills, but they had a chance to win the game outright. They got absolutely blown out of the building. So here's their second chance to step up against one of the elite teams in the NFL in prime time Sunday night in Arrowhead. All the advantages that KC has playing at home. I like the Titans to make this a close game. Winners of five in a row. Doesn't matter if Ryan Tannehill is playing quarterback for me or if it's Malik Willis. I think they have the opportunity to eat up a ton of clock. They can run the ball. I mean, again, this is Derrick Henry when he's in the form that he's in, running the ball, breaking tackles, getting five, six yards a pop. I know he just ran all over Houston, which is not an which is not a hard task. But the offensive line has looked about as, as good as it has all year. The defense looks a lot better, especially in the red zone and the pass rush being able to get after the quarterback. They've adjusted to having no Harold Landry. Um, they've adjusted to having Deshaun Hand go on the IR. So uh, this secondary, I, I think they're going to play shell defense. Vrabel, I think, who has beaten the Chiefs two out of the last three times against Mahomes, is going to find a way to devise a game plan to keep the game in front of them. And uh, they're going to force Harrison Bucker, I think, to kick three, maybe four field goals. You know, if you wanted me to give a score here, I'm thinking maybe it's 27-21 Kansas City with a game with the with Tennessee's got the ball with a chance to try to win the game. I'm going after Tennessee again here. I think in a prime time spot as a huge underdog. I think they show up this time. Give me the Titans plus 12 and a half. All right. Pick four. That took forever to type, Pete. So here we go. A lot of legs here. A lot of action. Leg one, Las Vegas Raiders plus seven and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday at one o'clock. Jacksonville has regressed to what they normally are, and that is absolute trash. Uh, Another less than inspiring performance last week against the Denver Broncos. I know they're home this week. Raiders got spanked 24-0 this week. I highly, highly, highly doubt they're going to score a zero again. Uh, 
Um, they should bounce back on offense in some sort of fashion. And look, even if they do somehow lose this game, I can't see it being by more than more than seven points here. Um, so that's going to be uh, leg number one for the Raiders to keep it close against the Jags. I still think they win anyway. Leg two, we're going to go over to the Bengals and the Panthers matchup. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals money line for all the reasons that Pat noted before. Um, bounce back off the loss. Look, I don't. I, th- I know the Panthers won last week, but I don't think they're anything you know special whatsoever. And you're going on the road here, and Cincinnati's been pretty much a monster at home, even though Jamar Chase is is is, uh, is still out. Um, so the Bengals should get the win at home, but then also in the same game, give me the Carolina Panthers to score over seven and a half points to knock this down to even odds. Um, I don't know how I came up with this one, but it, this is one of the uh, the whacked out picks. Um, the Panthers should be able to score more than you know eight points or more in this game, right? Um, they've got some weapons, you know. Deontay Foreman was a little bit of a revelation last week. PJ Walker is playing decent football, and DJ Moore is a star wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, look. Could they score three points in this game? Sure. They could also score zero. They could score five, but it's not likely. I, I think they're going to score eight or more points. Um, so give me the Raiders plus seven and a half, and then parlay that with the Cincinnati Bengals money line and the Carolina Panthers over seven and a half points, and that gives you even odds for pick number four. And I promise you pick number five is worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, that's insane. I don't know how you got there, but here you are. So that, count it, right? That is that technically is that like a same game pl- X? Is that what they call it on? That game? is a same game parlay feature with the Bengals and Panthers t- in order to get that combo. Yes. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah, Pat's it. scratching his head right now. Like, what is wrong with this guy? I don't know. But uh, some. Hey, listen. Hey, four and one last week. You're you're flipping the script. I, I like it. I like where your head's at. Keep keep grinding. Keep grinding it out. All right. My fourth pick. I'm actually. Uh, I lied. I said I had no more teasers left. I have one more teaser left. I'm going to the Patty Boyle special here. I'm going Patriots money line and under fifty and a half. That gives you minus one fifteen odds. Um, all the things that Pat described going against a rookie quarterback in in just his second start here. Bill Belichick feast on those types of matchups. And this is going to be two teams that want to run the ball and limit their quarterback mistakes. That gives you the under 50 and a half. That's 10 points, by the way, 10 points on the over under the actual over under is 40 and a half. I would consider it. I actually came really close to making under 45 and a half. I'm sorry, under 40 and a half. One of my picks straight up just under, but if you go Pat's money line and under 50 and a half, really, really feel good about that one. You know, the Patriots should win that game. They really need to win this game as well as the Dolphins keep ripping away wins, win after win here to stay in this, uh, in this wild card race of the AFC. And the Patriots can run the hell out of the ball. The Colts defense is pretty dang solid against the run. They're fourth best on a, on a yards uh, per attempt basis against the run here. And, and the Patriots are middle of the pack against the Colts team. That's supposed to be a run heavy team. That's supposed to be awesome with the run. And they really just haven't been. So I think there's not going to be a lot of points in this game, which is why the five and a half scared me just away just a little bit here. Um, but, you know, Mac Jones now back from injury for his third week. He did not look good against the Jets last week, uh, but th- this is a chance for him to kind of show out a little bit. Stevenson's been one of the best running backs in the NFL. Jacoby Myers getting more involved, a- a- as well as Tyquan Thornton, just giving them some speed that they don't normally have. I, I think the Patriots offense looks a little bit better this week. And I just don't think there's going to be a lot of points here. So Patriots money line under 50 and a half. So you buy five and a half points on the spread, 10 points on the over under, and that gets you to minus 115. The Patty Boyle special is hot right now. I'm loving that. My fourth pick. All right. Fifth and final pick here. Um, I've been 
that's another one where, you know, we talk about picks we don't feel great about. I don't necessarily feel great about this pick, uh, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let it sling because even though the Baltimore Ravens, right, all the fourth quarter games they've blown, you feel like, okay, they're still a very good team. Uh, they're banged up here, and I, I really don't trust them at all. So uh, I like I like the New Orleans Saints here, and I'm going to reintroduce the, the Patty Boyle same-game teaser once again here for the second time this week. Give me the Saints plus 7.5 and, and under 55.5, and, and that gets you minus 115 odds. So I'm just typing that out for you here, Pete, making your job a little easier. Sorry, I didn't have that typed out before. New Orleans plus 7.5. Under 55 and a half, again, minus 115 odds. Um, look, you know, with Baltimore, the weapons continue to, you know, fade from their arsenal. Rashad Bateman now out for the rest of the season. Mark Andrews, my fantasy tight end, has done absolutely nothing the last two weeks. Didn't even see the ball two weeks ago. Then looked like he was going to have a great bounce back game against Tampa Bay. Leaves early on in the game with an injury. Now they're saying he's got a shoulder and an ankle injury, both apparently minor. I don't know what I, you know, trust however that, however much you will, but I just feel like there's a lot of problems being sprung up here with Baltimore, especially for a team that's won three out of their last four games and two in a row. Um, to me, when you actually watch the games, uh, I, I just don't feel like they're that great of a team right now. Maybe they hit their stride in another couple of weeks, but I mean, Pete, you've, you've heard me. I've kind of been souring on them over the last few weeks here. Uh, so this is a spot And New Orleans. You think they're, they have this like huge, great home field advantage. Um, not in prime time. They've lost uh, five straight <laughs> in prime time at home, which is very shocking. Uh, but I think you get a bit of a turnaround here uh, with the way that they go about their business here in this game, especially coming off that blowout win against the Vegas Raiders, who, by the way, chalk that prediction I made with the AFC West, throw it in the trash, burn it, do whatever you will with it. Uh, but New Orleans, this defense, which was terrible the first couple of weeks of the season, finally started to show some life last week. And uh, I feel like, you know, now they, they continue to get better here as the year goes on, especially with the pass rush, something that Lamar has had a problem with this year when he's being blitzed. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's able to escape the pocket all that easily. He's thrown an interception in nine out of his last 13 games. So especially you, you take another weapon away from him and Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, who is banged up. New Orleans obviously is going to be game planning to stop Mark Andrews and force Baltimore to continue to run the football. Um, you know, again, maybe a bit of a short play here. Uh, maybe not because I'm teasing them up because I don't trust them that much to go and cover two and a half or win the game outright. But I like New Orleans to keep this game tight, especially with Baltimore's propensity still to try to let things slip away from them in the fourth quarter. So Saints plus seven and a half, under 55 and a half, minus 115. All right. Last pick for me. Um, leg one of, of four in this Parlay slash same game parlay. Uh, New Orleans Saints plus ten and a half. Kind of going the uh, the Pat Boyle route here a little bit, except I'm tacking on another three, three points. Um, the Baltimore Ravens going to be without uh, Rashad Bateman. He's out for the year. Uh, Mark Andrews probably leaning towards not playing from from what I've seen so far. Missing some practices this week, or he's at least not going to be 100. percent And if he does play, he may leave early again, just like he did against the Bucks a week ago. Um, all this chalks up to the Ravens signing Deshaun Jackson to be their savior heading into this game. Um, look, the Saints at home in prime time getting double digits here, boosting up to 10.5. That, sh that should be enough to get the job done. Andy Dalton has played decently well. Alvin Kamara finally got back on the touchdown train last week. 
Um, I know Michael Thomas is done for the year. However, you still got weapons with Taysom Hill, Chris Olave. Jawan Johnson's been a surprise at tight end a little bit as well. They should be able to keep the game close for, for, uh, for 10 points. Um, and then the second, third, and fourth legs. The Rams-Buccaneers game has, very, has interested me big time this week. We're going to go Tom Brady to throw one touchdown in this game. Matthew Stafford to also throw one touchdown in this game. Look, these are the two of the the two worst rushing offenses in the entire NFL right now on a yards per game basis. So if they're going to score, it's going to have to be through the air. Um, and they're just due. At some point, these offenses have to pick up a little bit because while you know their lines have not been great in protecting, they've still scored way below than than what you'd normally think with the weapons that each of these teams have. So I think there's no way that Brady and Stafford don't at least throw one touchdown this week. And then the final part of this is that the game goes over just 32 and a half points. Um, again, I mean, with these two offenses the last time they played each other, they was well over 50. We need 33 in this game or more for the, for the final leg of this parlay. So just to recap it one more time, New Orleans Saints plus 10 and a half, Brady to throw a touchdown, Stafford to throw a touchdown and the Bucks Rams game to go over 32 and a half minus 120 pick five. Pete, take it away. My own. I mean, Hey, Hey now. Uh, yeah, they, listen, both of those Rams and Bucks teams have been a disaster. And weirdly, though, the, the Bucks have been putting up a lot of yards, not a lot of points. Uh, something might fall over at some point. Maybe all they need is this Rams defense that hasn't been very good. And, and maybe this Rams offense and defense really just needed the bye week. So maybe you're going to get your points. You're going to get your touchdowns. I'm, I'm actually I'm happier with your bet that you stayed away from the side there. I wanted nothing to do with the side on that game because you can talk yourself in and out of every team in five different directions. So you're just really, you're not counting on that much. The only thing you're counting on is that the game's not going to be 13 to 10, right? That's the only thing that you're counting on here. And the Saints plus 10 and a half feels, feels pretty solid. The Ravens haven't really been blowing people out, especially of late. It's going to be a heavy Isaiah likely game perhaps for the, for the Ravens. So there you go, Mark. I like that one. That one definitely fit the bill of a crazy pick four legger just just madness so uh, I'm i just feel it. bad for the graphic that, I, that's really at this point it, that's what it I fit bad. it already fit i already got it in all, all good <laughs> I, already, I already got it it's a little bit smaller for the for the font size than the other ones but hey it works it works it's legible um all right my final pick and this one is another pick where i'm holding my nose closing my eyes everything i'm going with the chargers minus three at the falcons listen the falcons i've faded them two or three weeks in a row now with success because they were started off six and oh against the spread. They've now lost against the spread two times in a row last week, obviously with a bit of a, a, a bit of a miracle by the Panthers there. And the chargers are just not very good against the spread when they're favorites. They've only won their games this year. Um, the first game was by five against the Raiders. Their second win was uh 10 against the Texans, which is pretty good, but then two, a two point win against the Browns and a three point win against the Broncos. So, you know, they're not really blowing people out. I get that. However, with this bet, it really is a strategy here where I think at least one of the Packers or Chargers are going to show up and put together a great performance. So if one of those two hit Packers minus three and a half or Chargers minus three, I'm going to be fine with that. If they both lose, I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to hate myself, but I already hate myself. So it can't get much worse than this. Chargers off the bye can run the ball pretty well. The thing about the Falcons defense here is that they're statistically they're just they're just not that good, right? Like they give up four and a half yards per carry. They're second worst in the league on yards per play uh, uh, in the air as well. 
and it's been such a talking point for a million people out there talking about the Chargers not pushing the ball down the field enough. We know Keenan Allen's still going to be out. We know that's an issue, but Eckler's been very good for them. I do think Josh Palmer's due for a big game. I know no Mike Williams as well, but you know this Chargers team now has been teetering. They're teetering, right? They're they're just not getting it done. They got embarrassed by the Seahawks a few weeks back. They just beat the Broncos in overtime a few weeks back. And, and now it's time for them to actually win a game with within reason here. And they look at their schedule coming up after that. They have the Niners in primetime next week on Sunday. And then they have uh, the Chiefs the week after. So two really tough games. If they want to continue to become a playoff team this year, there's a game that absolutely has to be had. And, and I like the idea of fading a team that was the cover darling, right? Mar Marcus Mariota was Mr. Covers the first six weeks of the season. That usually doesn't last. Teams don't typically go, you know, 14 and, 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 um, 14 and, th uh, what's the, what's the math there? 14 and five against the spread, right? So I, I think at six and two against the spread, why, why do you think they're going to keep covering? At one point, people are going to start catching on. And if you look at the spread of tickets and money here, it's another one of those situations that normally you see Chargers Falcons, um, you know, minus three in the Chargers favor. You're going to expect 75, 80% of the bets on the Chargers, but the public is catching on, right? And when the public catches on, you have to flip again. Only 57% of the tickets on the Chargers. It's not like Vegas is making this some sort of trap. This is the actual line here. This is the, the true line that is expected by Vegas. It's not some sort of line to try to get people to continue to bet on the Chargers when the Falcons are going to win. I think this is a reasonable line, and I think the Chargers are going to cover it, and it's going to be another sh uh, show of Austin Eckler getting into the end zone and Justin Herbert just being the best player on the football field. So whether the Chargers cover or the Packers cover, I think one of them is bound to. I think both of them can because as soon as the public catches on to some of these teams that they used to love to bet and starts betting against them, it's exactly when a team like the Packers and Chargers can take advantage of that and show up and we go, oh yeah, right. They have the better players. They have the better team. They have the best quarterback and they're going to take care of business. So Chargers minus three at the Falcons. That's my final pick. How we feeling, fellas? How we feeling about the picks today? Feeling good about week nine? We doing all right here? Look, <laughs> obviously not my style with some of these picks that I made this week. Um, is, it, is it though? I, I feel like it might be your style. I, I don't know. Like... If it's, but look, the picks like this have blown up in my face. I remember Lamar Jackson not throwing for 170. I also remember the Chiefs not getting a 23 and a half the one week against Buffalo or whatever it was. Um, I mean – Hopefully they go they go the way. I don't see how they lose. I mean, what? Those run games are all of a sudden going to combine for six touchdowns in a game? Or, you know what? Maybe they'll just play to a 6-3 game and no touchdowns will be scored whatsoever in that one. I really don't know. Um, the other one, the only way that blows up is if the Bengals win like 34-3 to and they don't score over seven and a half points. They don't score eight. Uh, but hopefully for my sake, it's like 20 to zero. The Panthers score with at like the death and they have to go for two just to give me that inkling that I have a chance and they don't get it and it blows up in their faces. So you're asking for a lot here. You're, you're I'm asking, asking for, for a lot, lot, but I mean, with the first six, seven weeks and how I've suffered just another four or five win week would really the pressure. I think you guys would be feeling it. The, uh, the 10 and 25 dogs. And looked destined for last place a week ago could possibly start to make some noise. Yeah, your team is kind of like the Chargers if you think about it. You know, we're not sure about the coaching. We're, we're not sure if the the direction of the team is is pulling the right way. But sure, well, look, you sure do have talent. 
my my brain has had a hamstring injury like Keenan Allen since week one, so that would explain a lot of why I'm well below 500. So, uh, Pat, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I I uh, I think I think I'm going to be watching a close game with Tennessee, Buffalo, and and thinking, see, I made the right move. Hopefully, Arizona takes care of business. Um, if I if I had to give him my most confident, I don't I don't see really any way how the Bengals lose to Carolina or how the Patriots let Sam Ellinger come into Gillette and beat them. I know Justin Field and the Bears crushed him two weeks ago. I think that was a one-off. So I do think on a prop perspective, if you're looking at the Patriots-Colts uh, game, Ellinger might have to do some scrambling here, right? He might have to run. He might scamper for, for 35 yards. I, I don't know what his prop is at. but Well, Jonathan Taylor, since we've been doing this pod, Jonathan Taylor is out for Oof. Sunday. So. Oof. Well, thank God we locked him in. I think that spread might be moving just a touch. Even a Deion, yo, Deion Jackson looked pretty good in the backup role there. He looked like he was running just as hard as, as anybody else. So uh, we'll see. Uh, my blow up spot is all five of my picks. You know, I feel terrible right now. Is, <laughs> you know, I got to be honest here. You know, I not feeling that that confident about all these picks here. And sometimes, as we discussed earlier in the year here, you know sometimes you're not supposed to feel good about these picks, right? If you feel good about every pick, it's usually because you are not pushing the boundaries of what you, what you think versus what you know, right? Like there's a difference between just chalking up things that seem like sure things. And then versus versus like, you know, really going outside of the realm of, of what's supposed to happen, if that makes sense. So I think uh, some of these picks are, a little bit of reverse psychology here with the Packers minus three and a half and the Chargers minus three. Normally those would be very square, stupid picks. And I'm thinking that the public caught on and, and I'm going to end up on the sharp side of things. So that's, that's my hope, but I can't tell you that I feel great about it. So that's all I got. All right. Subway sports talk week nine picks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you as always. We'll be here until Super Bowl making these picks every single week. So for Mark Shen Lugan for Pat Boyle, Thank you guys for listening. I am Pete Kennedy, Subway Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube, and we will see you next week. Go SST, go PBS. Another big week. Cheers.